Welcome to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and tonight we welcome our first candidate into the hot seat. We are joined by the pride of Huntsville, Alabama, Mr. Mike Mott. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Well, I got to be honest, Chris. I'm actually kind of nervous. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I will be very interested to see how this goes, but thank you very much for having me. This is going to be interesting as we are recording our first ever hot seat episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. And for those that don't know, the concept behind the hot seat is simple. 45 minutes. Mike will have to answer as many trivia questions as he can. It's not a competition. He's not competing against anybody. This is a measure of endurance. The topics can be anything. It's that simple. Mike, you're on an island for this, sir. Looks that way. Here's how this is going to work. I will read you a trivia question. Once I read the first trivia question, your time will start. Mike, you have got a 45-minute timer on your screen that you can see. I do. At one point and one point only during this 45 minutes, are you allowed to ask for time out? Before that, after that, you are on your own. I will not offer any hints. I will not be able to assist in any way. I will be sure to tell you if your answer is correct or incorrect. And if incorrect, I will tell you what the correct answer is. We can stop with this voice now, right? I can go back to my <laughs> regular speaking voice. I, I, th- I think we've established the stakes. My adrenaline is pumping and I'm ready to pop my beer. All right. Mike, pop your beer, my friend. Go That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sound. No, uh, I'm drinking. I've had it before uh, several times, but I felt like to uh, go through this, I needed something pretty high in alcohol. And this was the highest I had on hand. It's the Parkview Porter from Druid City Brewing Company out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, 9.2%. It should carry me through uh, hopefully 20 minutes or so. So it'll get me halfway there, <laughs> at which point I will pr- hopefully not be living on a prayer. Uh, I'm going to be living on some whiskey at that point. Um, I've got a bottle kill because for the first episode of the hot seat, I decided to kill my bottle. This is a private barrel from Sunshine Liquors right here in Palm Harbor. This was a George Dickel Sour Mash nine-year private barrel. Uh, really uh, interesting, interesting flavor profile here. Uh, if you if you had anything by the, the distillery of Dickel, they're one of the more unique distilleries out there and they get a lot of, they're really divisive. You either love their product or hate their product. And I, I told a buddy of mine this, this week, I've had this bottle for a couple of months now. I've been working my way through it. And I swear to God, every time I take another, I take another dram of it. It's either I love it or I hate it. <laughs> I'm really kind of hoping that I love this last pour. Cause if I go out on a sour note, I, I'm going to feel really torn if I'll ever buy another one of their products again. Yeah, I can see that, man. I can't this. believe you're killing the dickle. That's an end of an era. Okay. Really strong finish. I do like it. Um, 
It is not one that I'm going to be sipping very long or not, not going to be like drinking rather quickly. I'll be kind of sipping this one, but it should last me throughout the 45 minutes of this. And this is actually not a terribly, you know, hot bourbon. It's only 103 proof. So uh, 51.5% alcohol by volume. But it's okay. There it is. There it is. It's it's mellowing out. Okay. Hmm. A little bit, a little bit of ice, uh, really kind of cut that a little bit. So I do think the dickle, the the dickles that I've had, both the bottles that I've had from them, better served chilled than they are uh, at room temp. But Mike, I, I want to give a shout out here real quick. So the question list that we have tonight was not put together by me. Um, there is a redditor by the name of Double O Seven Craft um, who put together this, and this is a list, uh, a database that this person has created of 50,000 trivia questions. Now, these do tend to skew towards the pop culture, but they're not, by all means, they are not all pop culture. Uh, The nice thing about what we try and do here at the Pub Trivia Experience is kind of mimic as much as we can the flavor of actually being in a pub and and kind of getting a feel for what those questions are like. And at least here in Florida, a lot of our pubs here, the pub trivias that we go to, do tend to skew more towards that either pop culture or more of that common knowledge kind of grouping. So uh, he did call out that uh, he did not go through and fact check each individual one here. I did a a pulse of a few of the questions. Most of them, no, I didn't find any errors in the questions that I saw, uh, but we will do our best to work through this. Mike, I have got 45 minutes on the clock. Sir, (laughs) are you ready? At 45 minutes is staring at me and it already feels so ominous, but yes. All right. Let's. Let's do this. Mike, the clock will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. 7-Eleven stores were temporarily converted into quickie marts to promote the release of what movie? Uh, The Simpsons movie. That is correct. Famous for their work on modernist furniture design, Charles and Ray Earns were related how? Oh, gosh. Sorry. Uh, Charles and Ray Eames. E-A-M-E-S. Uh, I'll say father and son. Oh, they were husband and wife. Oh. A 1952 episode of I Love Lucy was titled Lucy is Enciente because of what English word being censored? They couldn't say pregnant. They could not say pregnant. That is correct. A 1960s television character played by Al Lewis, Count Vladimir Dracula, is better known by what name? Sorry, can you repeat? A 1960s television character played by Al Lewis, Count Vladimir Dracula, is better known by what name? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, That would be Grandpa Munster. Oh, shoot. I was sitting here going, it's probably the guy from the Munsters, but I have no idea what his name is. It was Grandpa. It was Grandpa. A 1985 North Atlantic expedition led by Robert Ballard discovered the wreck of what famous ship 73 years after it sank? Uh, The Titanic. That would be the Titanic. A 1995 documentary subtitled Hollywood Madam examines the rise and fall of what scandalous figure? Oh. Oh, man. What's her name? Uh, I can't, for some reason, the name Leona Helmsley popped into my head. I don't think it was her, but I'll, that's all I can do. 
Uh, incorrect. The correct answer is Heidi Fleiss. Heidi Fleiss. Uh, okay, yep, yep. Leona Helms was something else. Anyway. A 2006 study of phone conversations found that which statement, which meant sarcastically, sorry, a 2006 study of phone conversations found that which statement, what, what, Jesus, a 2006 study of phone conversations found that which statement was meant sarcastically 23% of the time. Uh, uh, I love you. Oh, that would be weird. No. Uh, yeah. The correct answer is yeah, right. Uh, oh, <laughs> interesting. A 2008 study in references services review found which of these websites found on which website to be about 80% accurate. A 2008 uh, study in reference services review found which website to be around 80% accurate. I'll say Wikipedia. Wikipedia is a correct answer. A 2009 New York Times article coined the term Ralph Cramden to refer to what physical trait? Gosh. Uh, uh, I mean, Ralph, uh, I guess uh, being portly? I don't know. Uh, the term they're looking for is pot belly. Pot. Okay. I got, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was, I was close, but not quite there. On an old fashioned rotary phone. What number requires the longest turn of the dial? Zero. That is correct. On an eighties TV series, a plucky orphan named Penelope Brewster was better known as what? Punky. Punky Brewster is correct. I didn't know her real name was Penelope. Aw. On average, what denomination of U.S. paper currency remains in circulation the longest? Uh, I'm going to say the $1 bill. It is No, unfortunately, it is the $100 bill. Ah, interesting. On average, what is the most abundant gas released into the atmosphere by a volcano? I'll say carbon dioxide. Uh, the answer they're looking for is water vapor. Oh, okay. <laughs> a healthy person's resting heart rate falls into which range as far as beats per minute? Give me a number and I will tell you if you're within the range. Uh, resting heart rate? A healthy person's resting heart rate, yes. 120 beats per minute. Incorrect. They have it between 60 and 100. Ah, okay, way off. I only see heart rate when I work out. <laughs> <laughs> On December 21st, 1864, General Sherman's famous March to the Sea concluded with the capture of what southern city? Uh, Atlanta? Incorrect. It no. The capture of Savannah. Savannah. Yep. I realized it right after I said it. On dress shirts, button down, spread, and tab are popular types of what? Uh, uh, <laughs> dress shirts. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Those are types of collars. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. On food packaging, a circle with a U indicates that the food is certified as what? Mm. Uh, um, 
un, unsweetened? No, Incorrect. The answer they're yeah. looking for is kosher. That's right. That's right. Of his past troubles, who admitted to Jay Leno on a 2011 Tonight Show appearance, quote unquote, I realized I was pretty much losing. Uh, Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen is a correct answer. Nicely <laughs> done. In the Amco song, when does the double beep occur? Uh, double A, Hong Kong, MCO. After the double A. That is correct. In the abbreviation for the medical procedure pop- properly known as, or popularly known as an MRI, what does the I stand for? Mm. Uh, I'll say inspection. Uh, close. The answer they're looking for is imaging. M- oh, okay. Yep, makes sense. In the acronym SRS, a, com- a common term for automobile airbags, the letter R stands for what? Uh, uh, reaction? I'm sorry, that is not a correct answer. The word they're looking for is restraint. Restraint, okay. In the act that incited World War One, Serbian... Gavrilo Princip assassinated Archduke Franz Ferdinand in 1914 in what city? Uh, Sarajevo. Sarajevo is a correct answer. In the agency abbreviation EEOC, the first E stands for equal, and the second stands for what? Employment. That is correct. In the animal kingdom, what term is used to describe the male who is the dominant member of a group? Uh, Alpha? Alpha is correct. In the Bahamas, October 12th is Discovery Day, marking the arrival of what European explorer? Uh, I guess I'll guess Columbus. Columbus is a correct answer. In the Bible, whose height is given as six cubits and a span? Somewhere between 9 and 12 feet. Yeah. Uh, probably Goliath. Goliath is a correct answer. In the Bizet opera, Carmen, the flirtatious Carmen, works in what type of establishment? Goodness. Uh, I guess a bar? Unfortunately, not a correct answer. They're looking for a cigarette factory. Oh, interesting. Knew nothing about that. A 2010 Billboard hit, Dog Days Are Over, is a song by the British band Florence and the what? Machine. That is correct. A 2010 study by dating website Badoo.com found which of these nations' women are the most flirtatious online. It is a European country, by the way. uh, Sorry, I thought it, it sounded like there was a list coming. Um... I will say French. Uh, the correct answer is Spain. Spain. I, I almost went Spain. Some of these are listed in a way where it implies a list is coming. There is no, there are no lists available, and I will try and catch them as I go along. Perfect. No, no worries. That's just good to know. A 2010 study found that nearly 70% of what imported item, item failed to live up to its claims of being extra virgin. Ah, olive oil? Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> 
A 2010 Time Magazine article debunks the myth that what group of people are spoiled, selfish, and solitary misfits. Gosh. Uh, what was the year? 2010. Um, what type of people? Um, uh, I, I don't know. R- rich kids? No idea. Uh, the answer they're looking for is only children. Only. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yep. Okay, makes sense. A 2011 box set celebrates the 13 film collaboration between composer Danny Elfman and what director? Uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton is correct. A 2011 New York Times obituary of the late Peter Falk discussed the actor's 30 plus year gig as what television character? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm guessing Columbo. Columbo is a correct answer. I just can't believe it was that long. <laughs> A 20th century fashion icon, Gabrielle Chanel, was better known by what nickname? Coco. Coco is correct. A bill of fare is more commonly known as what? Um. Uh, oh, um. Uh, like a program? Incorrect. It is a menu. Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I would, yeah. Okay. A bit in a gossip column that doesn't mention any names is often called a what? A bit in a doesn't mention any names. If you get this, uh, I will eat my shorts. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, I'll just say uh, an anonymity. It would have been an, an anomaly if you got it right. The answer they're looking for is called a blind item. Ah, okay. A bit of folk wisdom warns that when you point a finger at someone, how many fingers are pointing back at you? Uh, three. That is a correct answer. I had to point to figure it out. I was like, which way is the thumb going? <laughs> <laughs> a blacksmith primarily works with what metal? Uh, iron. Iron is a correct answer. Nicely done. On his show, Man vs. Food, host Alan Richmond won the quote-unquote Davy Jones Locker Challenge by eating seven pounds of what? Um, They're looking for a very general term. Oh, seafood? Seafood is a correct answer. (laughs) I was sitting here going, it's clearly seafood, but which Okay. On his talk show, Maury, host Maury Povich famously says to some of his guests, you are not what? The father. That is a correct answer. On Home Depot's website, quote-unquote islands are items marked for what room of the house? Uh, kitchen. That is correct. On March 4th, 2010, Cecilia Marie Halpert was born on an emotional episode of what television show? Oh, um, The Office. The Office is a correct answer. On television, Dr. Gregory House's apartment is 221B, a nod to what famous literary sleuth's address? Uh, Sherlock Holmes. That'd have to be Sherlock Holmes. Nicely done. 
On the 2010 Forbes 400 list, what billionaire identifies himself as residing in Medina, Washington? Uh, Bill Gates? That will be our good friend, Mr. Bill Gates. Nicely done. On the 2010 Fortune Global 500 list of the world's largest companies, three of the top four are in what sector? Uh, technology? Incorrect. They uh, Back in 2010, they were all in the oil sector. Oh, no. That makes actually more sense. Okay. In the cartoon series Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, which character typically wears an ascot? Uh, Fred. That is such a Fred thing to do. Right. What a douche. <laughs> On the TV show Dora the Explorer, Dora's best friend Boots is what kind of animal? Oh, um, is a dog? Boots is a monkey. Monk. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. On the classic oh, sitcom Happy Days, what was the name of Richie's practical joke-loving buddy played by actor Don Most? Uh, Potsy? Uh, no, unfortunately, the one they're looking for here is Ralph Mouth. Okay. I, I never watched much Happy Days. I was trying to pull up a character name that wasn't the Fonz. That's all right. In the board game Risk, what continent has the most territories for a player to occupy? <laughs> I am going to say, I'm actually going to say, I'll say Europe. Incorrect. They're looking for Asia. Asia. Yeah. It was, you know, one and two. In the British royal family, give me the name of one of Prince Charles's three siblings. Uh, Andrew. Andrew is a correct answer. In the Broadway musical Cats, costume actors romp around a set designed to look like what? An alley? That is not a correct answer. They're roaming around a junkyard. Ah, uh, okay. In the in the business abbreviation R&D, what do R&D stand for? Research and development? That is correct. In the cable drama Boss, Kelsey Grammer plays a crooked mayor of what U.S. city? Oh, gosh. Um, I will say... I will say Chicago. Chicago is a correct answer. Way to Boom! pull out of your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking which city is most likely to be known for crooked mayors. Sorry, Chris. I'm not from Chicago. You're not, you're not hurting me. As far as I'm concerned, we're known for baseball teams that are good one once every 108 years. There you go. In the Charles Dickens novel, A Christmas Carol, what is the last name of Tiny Tim? Cratchit. Cratchit is correct. In the book, The Little Engine That Could, what is the engine attempting to deliver? Um, A bunch of uh, little toys and everything to the little boys and girls on the other side of the mountain. Toys is what they're looking for. Nicely done. Back to children's literature in the children's book, Good Night Moon. What is the last thing that is bid good night? Uh, good night noises everywhere. Nicely done. That is a correct answer. <laughs> this is what it pays off to be a parent. <laughs> All right. Next question. 
In the children's rhyme, this little piggy, where did the first piggy go? To market. The first piggy went to market, and we're hoping that is a good time to go to market and not a bad time to go to market. No, for a piggy, probably not. No, probably not. In the classic movie, The Little Mermaid, Ariel's best friend is a fish named what? (laughs) Flounder. Flounder is a correct answer. Nicely done. In the classic arcade game Centipede, players battle... Excuse me. All but which of these deadly creatures? Nope, never mind. Skipping that. In the classic book, The Swiss Family Robinson, the Robinsons build a makeshift house to where? Uh, in a tree? In a tree is a correct answer. Nicely done. A blanket or shawl made of colored squares sewn or crocheted together is called a what? A quilt? Uh, nope, they're actually looking for an afghan. Oh, okay. Cool. A book about fashioning gay culture, Don We Now Are Gay Apparel, takes its title from what Christmas carol? Oh my gosh, I love that. Uh, Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls is a correct answer. A Boston native, what late night host's sister made her film debut as one of the Eklund sisters in The Fighter? Uh, oh my um jimmy fallon incorrect the answer they're looking for is conan o'brien oh, okay yeah. I, just, I didn't know <laughs> a breakthrough in fashion jeggings are leggings designed to look like what jeans that is correct and you've got 27 minutes left mike in case you are not looking at that timer a bushel is a standard unit originally used to measure the weight of what? Uh, ooh. Um, damn. Uh, I'm going to say hay. Hay is not the answer they have here. They're looking for a more generalized term of grain. Grain. Okay. that's And that's fair. What type of cheese is typically included in a caprese salad? Uh, mozzarella. Mozzarella is correct. A caramel candy brand since 1903, Werther's Original is named after a town in what country? Uh, I'll just I'll just say United Kingdom. Incorrect. It is named for a town in Germany. Germany, ah. A cast member of the AMC series Hell on Wheels, rapper slash actor Lonnie Lynn Jr. is better known by what stage name? What was the name again? Lonnie Lynn Jr. Lonnie Lynn Jr. Uh, I have never watched Hell on Wheels, and I and I don't know anything about it, and I don't know that name, so I'll just pass. It is the Oscar-winning Common. Oh! Oh, wow, I did not know that was Common's real name. Huh, cool. A chemical compound known as DHA is an active ingredient in what beauty product? DHA, active ingredient. Uh, if listeners could see me right now, they would know how 
unfamiliar I am with beauty products. If uh, to see you right now, they would know for a fact you don't use this one. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm going to say hairspray. Incorrect. Although that would have been a really good dig. It was a self tanning product. <laughs> well, that's another good. Yep. I'm pale and bald, everybody. <laughs> on the classic sitcom, I Love Lucy, Lucy often went on auditions using what maiden name instead of Ricardo? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I genuinely, I don't know. Pass. It is McGillicuddy. Oh, now that you say that, it rings a bell. I would never have gotten there. On the classic TV series, The Brady Bunch, what is the name of the Brady family dog? I don't, I don't know. Pass. Uh, the dog's name is Tiger. Ah, oh, shoot. Now that rings a bell. Too. Damn it. All right. Well, I said that that first beer was going to get me through 20 minutes and turns out I was correct. Continue. Right. Oh, okay. We're not pausing yet. All right. On the classic TV series, Welcome Back, Cotter, what subject did Mr. Cotter teach? Ooh, good one. I actually, I mean, I watched the show a decent number of times, but I don't, I don't remember that. Uh, I will say English. Incorrect. He actually taught social studies. Oh, I almost said social studies. Damn it. On the e-reality television show, The Girls Next Door, who are the girls next door? Uh, aren't they Playboy Playmates? Well, Mike had to admit he knew that answer. We can't wait for Nikki to hear this episode. That is correct. <laughs> On the Fahrenheit scale, 98.6 degrees is generally considered to be what? Uh, normal human body temperature. That is correct. On the Although F they've recently determined that's wrong. It is definitely wrong. On the FDA Nutrition Facts food label, the abbreviation DV stands for what? Um, uh, is it it's percent daily value? Daily value? Daily value is a correct answer. Woo! On the front of a U.S. Social Security card, what images appear on the left and right-hand edges? Uh, wow. You can tell how frequently I've looked at my social security card. I will say American flags. That is not correct. They're uh, classical columns. They're like the, uh, uh like the yep. 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 Now, now that you say that. All right. I'm halfway there. Let's keep it going. On the great seal of the United States, the Eagle holds in its beak, a scroll bearing what Latin phrase? E pluribus unum. That is correct. On the human body, the area of skin known as the T-zone is located where? Uh, I, I don't know. Pass. The T-zone is located on your face. It's the area of the bridge of your nose over your and around your eyebrows. Oh, cool. I was going to guess pelvis, so I'm glad, kind of glad I um, didn't, although now I said it. So anyway. <laughs> Let's see here. In the classic folk song on top of Old Smokey, Old Smokey is what? Uh, a mountain? A mountain is a correct answer. In the classic Mark Twain novel, Tom Sawyer lives in a small town located near what river? Uh, the Mississippi? Yeah, you got that one. 
In the classic Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons, what type of animal is Rocky? Oh, shit. Rocky's the squirrel. Uh, I will give it to you. Flying squirrel. Flying squirrel. You're correct. I'm sorry. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, he's wearing a pilot's hat. Yes, he is. In the Shel Silverstein book, The Giving Tree, what type of tree gives its fruit to a little boy? Oh, uh, is it an apple tree? It is an apple tree. Yeah. Oh, that book always makes me sad. In the classic story of Peter Pan, what does Wendy use to reattach Peter's shadow? Soap. Uh, Maybe in the movie, in the book, it is a needle and thread. Oh, no. Oh, she. Yeah, he tries to use soap. She uses needle and thread. You're absolutely right. In the classic television show, The Waltons, the Walton family lives in what state? Oh, man. Uh, I'll, for some reason, I'm going to say Missouri. Uh, incorrect. The correct answer is Virginia. Oh, no shit. Good night, in John the, Boy. In the classic tale Moby Dick, what type of whale is Moby Dick? <sighs> Sperm whale? Sperm whale is a correct answer. Makes it all the funnier that he was white. Huh. Anyway. In the classic tearjerker beaches, two girls began their lifelong friendship on a beach in what U.S. state? Gosh, uh, Florida. I would cry, too, if I had to live in New Jersey. <laughs> in the classic TV special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he befriends an elf who wants to be what? A dentist. He wants to be a dentist. That is correct. <laughs> A child starting kindergarten in September of 2010 will ordinarily graduate high school in what year? Starting kindergarten fall 2010. Uh, so would graduate uh, 2024. Uh, the answer I have here is 2023. Yeah, I was worried I might be off by one. Okay. Next question. A cl- Oh, Sorry. I don't know what that word means. I'm skipping it. A classic 1969 work by poet Maya Angelou is titled, I Know Why the Caged Bird, What? Sings. Sings is a correct answer. In the 1976 song by Blue Oyster Cult, what 1976 song by Blue Oyster Cult features the advice, don't fear the what? Uh, The Reaper. That is correct, and I apologize for my uh, misreading of that question there. All good. A classic 1984 Super Bowl commercial titled 1984 introduced what product to the public? Uh, Wasn't it the Macintosh computer? It was the Macintosh computer. Nicely done. A close friend of her Greek actor father, Telly Savalas, was the godfather of which movie star? And movie star is also a television star because she's known for both. Oh, geez. Um, heh. Uh, I, yeah, I, I got, I got nothing. I'll pass. Uh, the answer they're looking for is Jennifer Aniston. Oh, no shit. Okay, cool. A collection of Sanskrit hymns and verses known as the Vedas are sacred texts in what religion? Ooh. Um, I don't know Judaism. Uh, incorrect. It is Hinduism. Ah, okay. 
Oh, you said Sands. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> a college graduate who participates in an ROTC program graduates with what? Uh, and an officer, a reserve officer ship in a branch of the military. I'll give it to you. It's a military commission. <laughs> that, that's what I was looking for. Yep, exactly. A common ailment. Dyspepsia gets its name from the Greek roots, meaning bad. What? Uh, gas. Uh, close, but I can't give bad. it to you. It's, it's actually no. bad digestion. Bad digestion. Yep. I almost said stomach, but it still would have been off. Yep. On the human body, the intercostal muscles are located where? Oh, shoot. Uh, is it uh, intestines? Close. Uh, right. I just got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine, and I can guarantee you these hurt because uh, they are actually in the ribs. Oh, okay. Yep. For some okay. reason, that just, oh, my ribs actually still are a little tender. On the internet, the abbreviation LOL typically denotes which emotional state? Uh, let's see. If I know my modern family correctly, it's lots of love, right? No. Um, or no, that was that was a different joke. Anyway, uh, but uh, laughing out loud or, you know, thinking that, something's yeah. funny. They're looking for amusement, <laughs> but you, you understand. Amusement, that. yep, yeah. exactly. On the New York Stock Exchange, which company... Uses the appropriate stock symbol ZZ. Uh, wow, I didn't even know ZZ Top had it in stock. Um, wow, I actually. Oh, oh, um, Ambien. Very close, very close. It's actually Sealy, but I will tell you when ZZ Top oh. did ring the bell, they were three sharp dressed men. <laughs> no doubt. On the pronunciation of her last name, what actress had to explain, quote-unquote, it's like the lettuce? Oh, uh, Rebecca Romaine. That is correct. On the TV show The Simpsons, which member of the Simpsons family is commonly seen sucking on a pacifier? Maggie. That is a correct answer. The TV show Community, the main characters became friends... After they all form a study group to study what subject? Oh, man. Spanish? Spanish is a correct answer. Mike, I will yes. say you've got 14 minutes left and you still have your break whenever you want to take it. I kind of told myself I wasn't going to. I'm plowing through. Come on. On the TV show Different Strokes, Arnold often poses what signature question to his brother Willis? What you talking about? That is a correct answer. Nicely done. On the TV series Sesame Street, what is the full name of the Muppet known as the Count? Oh my gosh, I feel such shame. Uh, Count Von Count, right? Count Von... Wow, that's what came out bad. Count Von Count is correct. Yes! On the TV series and movie, The Fugitive, Dr. Richard Campbell pursues a man known for what physical trait? The one-armed man. It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Nicely done. In the classic version of Monopoly, the two quote-unquote utility companies are what two properties? 
Oh, uh, Electric Company and Waterworks? That is correct. Let's see here. In the climactic poem, sorry, in the climactic prom scene of 1976 film, of the 1976 film Carrie, the title character is doused with blood from what farm animal? Uh, it's, uh, I always want to say cows, but I think it's actually pig. It is pig's blood. Nicely done. Yes. Okay. In the comedy classic, this is Spinal Tap. The famous quote, these go to 11, refers to what? Uh, his amplifiers. A guitar amplifier is correct. Guitar amplifiers, yes. In the Jimmy Fallon film Fever Pitch, Fallon plays a crave fan of what sports team? This explains my earlier guess about the Boston native, uh, the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox is a correct answer. In the comic strip Peanuts, which character is typically surrounded by clouds of dirt and dust? Pigpen. Pigpen is a correct answer. Nicely done, Mike. In the computer game Oregon Trail, kids learn about U.S. history by pretending to be what? Uh, settler? Western settlers? Western settlers or Western pioneers. I will accept either answer. In you have the- died of dysentery. In the courtroom expression, pleading the fifth, the word fifth refers to what? Uh, The Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, you don't have to incriminate yourself. That is correct. On the cover of the song, sorry, in the cover of the song Proud Mary, Tina Turner sings, and we're rolling, rolling, rolling on the what? The river? The river is a correct answer. I was confused because, like, he also sings that in the original, but anyway... (laughs) In the critically acclaimed television series, The Good Wife, who plays The Good Wife? Uh, Juliana Margulies. Juliana Margulies is a correct answer. 11 minutes left, Mike. Let's see how far you can go. A common ingredient in ice cream and toothpaste, carrageenan, is an extract of what? So they're looking for what, uh, what plant does it come out of? I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say mint. Unfortunately, not a correct answer. It's an extract of seaweed. Uh, oh, okay. Way off. Anyway. A common Italian expression, dolce far niente, means the sweetness of what? Shit, I knew the dolce part. <laughs> niente. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, sweetness of uh, sugar. I don't know. Uh, incorrect. The answer they're looking for is the sweetness of doing nothing. <laughs> Indeed. A common palindrome, palindrome begins, quote unquote, a man, a plan, a canal, and ends with what country's name? Panama. There you go. Nicely done. Hot shoes burning down the avenue. A common pose in yoga, the plank position, closely resembles which routinely done which routinely done exercise? Would it be a push-up, a sit-up, or a jumping jack? <laughs> push-up. I didn't that think is, I was got getting choices. That is correct. A common problem during childhood, nocturnal urinesis is a medical term better known as what? Uh, bedwetting. That is correct, and I mispronounced that. It's enuresis. I apologize. You got it anyway. A common site for piercings. The auricle, A-U-R-I-C-L-E, mm-hmm. is a 
cartilaginous region known for what part of the body? I'm just going to say the earlobe. It is the ear, yes. Ear, yeah, okay. Sorry, uh, a glass of bourbon in. These words are not getting easier to pronounce. A company known for its atlases and maps was born when William Rand went into business with whom? Uh, someone whose last name was McNally. Andrew McNally is a correct answer. Nicely done. A contestant on the 2012 season Celebrity Apprentice, Dee Snyder won fame as the frontman of what hair band? Uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister is correct. A contestant on the fall 2011 season of Dancing with the Stars, Carson Creasley first gained fame for what show? Uh, Carson what? What was the name? Carson Creasley. K-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. I have never heard that name before in my life, so I'm going to pass. That is Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. That would have been around the right time. Okay. On the television show Throwdown, chefs are challenged to cook off of their signature disc, signature dish against what? No, sorry. On the TV show Throwdown, chefs are challenged to a cook-off of their signature dish by what star chef? Um, I mean, I'm going to guess Bobby Flay, but I know the show is Beat Bobby Flay, so maybe it's something else. Uh, that is correct. Beat Bobby Flay. Well, it's uh, Bobby Flay is the correct answer. I know it is Beat Bobby Flay now, and I'm assuming that maybe that name changed. Okay, interesting. On the TV sitcom How I Met Your Mother, what actor provides the voice of the unseen narrator? Bob Saget. Bob Saget's correct answer. In the 90s sitcom Blossom, Joey Lawrence's character is known for which concise catchphrase? Oh, man. I never really watched Blossom. Also um, one known for Keanu Reeves. Going to throw that out there. I, it's, it's so funny because I was I was sitting there thinking it's like it's like I was, I was waffling between whoa or yeah, baby. So I guess I'll say whoa. Whoa. Yeah, baby. Whoa is a correct <laughs> answer. On the Arsenio Hall show, a special section of the audience was called what? Uh, was it like the dog pound or something? The dog pound is a correct answer. Nicely yeah. done. On TLC's 19 Kids and Counting, nine, all 19 children in the Duggar family have first names that begin with what letter? Sweet merciful. You tell me TLC and then you're going to tell me you're not asking a question about the band? Come on. Uh, I'm just going to say M. Incorrect. The answer is J. J. Okay. On TV's Family Guy, creator Seth MacFarlane voices all but which member of the Griffin family? <laughs> well, he doesn't voice Meg or Lois or uh, Chris. So those are the three that members of the Griffin family he does not voice. Yeah, this is another one where I tried to change it at the last second, but you're correct. The answer they're looking for is Chris. It was supposed to be a list-style question, and I did not have it. Um, I, th- I think I th- probably they were looking for which male care which male member because Chris is the only male member. That would make sense. On TV's Glee, the Glee Club's main competition is a twenty-six member show choir at Carmel High named what? <sighs> this is their I main pay- competition. Uh, I did. I never watched Glee. I don't know. Pass. Uh, that. 
group is called Vocal Adrenaline. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe is that where Jonathan Groff kind of got his start? Maybe not his start, but I think that's his like his first big television. Did uh, not know Jonathan Groff was on the show. That's I, that how little I know way about wrong. It. That could be way wrong. Neither here. Right, nor there. Five minutes. Five minutes. Let's do this. On TV's The Muppet Show, what Muppet is often seen chained to his drum set? Animal. That's a correct answer, and I do not want to know why he's chained there. <laughs> On so Twitter, he doesn't go a too proper Twaiku, that's T-W-A-I-K-U, poem, consists of 140 characters or fewer in how many syllables? Uh, I am guessing 17. 17's a correct answer. Nice nice, uh, way to use your context clues. On what classic television game should contestants regularly chant no whammies? Uh, Press your luck. Press your luck is a correct answer. In the Discover card logo, what natural event is depicted in the O in Discover? Oh, gosh. Um, an eclipse? Close. It's a sunrise. Ah! In the Disney animated classic Pinocchio, which animal swallows Pinocchio whole? Uh, Monstro the whale. The male is, the whale is a correct answer. In the email and memo abbreviation BCC, what does the first, or what does the B stand for? I think it's blind. That is correct. In the early 1900s, FTD began using the slogan, Say it with what? Uh, love? Uh, the correct answer is, Say it with flowers. Oh, fuck. That was way easier than I made it. Okay. In the <laughs> early 20th century, Robert Perry and Frederick Cook each claimed to be the first to what? Uh, discover the, or go to the North Pole? Correct. Reach the North Pole. In the early 90s, comic strip housewife Blomdy Blum- Bumstead began a career as what? Oh, shoot. God, I was actually reading that damn strip at that time. Um, I want to say a real estate agent? Uh, incorrect. She began a career as a oh, caterer. Fuck. She, was, she was a caterer, absolutely, because she made Dagwood all his damn sandwiches. Anyway. <laughs> In the fairy tale ending of Pretty Woman, what does Edward do to quote unquote rescue Vivian? Uh, shows up with a limo. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> he climbs a fire escape. Oh, and then he does climb the fire escape, and he does that like thing instead of yeah. I like the Reginald Dark ending better, but anyway. In the famous Latin saying "Veni vidi vici," what does "vidi" mean? Let's see, Veni Vidi Vici. So that would be I saw. I saw is a correct answer. In the favorite brunch menu item of Eggs Benedict, how are the eggs prepared? They're poached. They are poached. Nicely done, Mike. We're going to keep going. You got a minute and a half left. Let's see how far we can go. A contestant on Celebrity Apprentice in 2011, Nene Leakes, is an outspoken real housewife from what city? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, Beverly Hills. Incorrect. They're looking for Atlanta. Uh, I almost said Atlanta. Damn it. On what TV series do judges regularly accuse contestants of being quote unquote pitchy? 
The Voice? Incorrect. It is American Idol. American Idol. Damn it. In the federal law known as RICO, R-I-C-O, what does the R stand for? Oh, shit. Regulatory? Uh, Racketeering. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. A couple described as a Sam and Diane refers to the on-again, off-again duo from what classic sitcom? Cheers. Cheers is a correct answer. On which date do all the places in the earth experience 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of darkness? On which date? Um, Is that the winter solstice? Uh, I'll give it to They have it as March 21st, which we know is not a correct answer. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the spring equinox. So. Oh, equinox. There it is. Okay. Sorry about that. In the film, yep, so business, I was wrong. what tech inspired term is often used to refer to quote unquote starting over in a popular film franchise? Uh, what is reboot? Reboot is a correct answer. And Mike, your time is up. Woo. So I have you getting through roughly, roughly. 150 questions in 45 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> oh man, Mike, that was a that was a trek. How how are you feeling? Actually not that bad. I felt like uh it started to dr- uh, so about the early on it started to feel like a little bit of a drag about the I would say about the 30 minute mark. It was just like, "Oh my gosh, I have 30 minutes left." And then <laughs> Really about the time I popped my second beer, I started to hit the zone. I was just like, let's do it. Let's keep plowing through. Uh, you know, but it's it's this weird thing of uh I made it made it through and I didn't I didn't use my timeout, which was a very weird goal to set, but I did. And yet at the same time, I feel shame because I don't feel like I got as many I got a good percentage of the questions correct, but that could just be me. I don't know. So you performed at a very high clip. Obviously, we're not keeping score, but uh, I will say I was impressed. I I came away very impressed. Um, You knew more answers than I would have known. So nicely done, nicely done. Um, Overall, though, like I think this is a it's an we talked about it before that we started recording. But like this is an interesting, almost like a psychological experiment because it's yeah, you're not competing with anybody, but it's literally just a test of endurance. How long can you keep your focus and keep trying to come up with correct answers? Uh, and I thought you did very well. Oh, th- no, thank you. Like, like I said, uh, there was definitely a point where I was, you know, about a third of the way through and it was just, it was, you kind of hit a wall a little bit and, and you just kind of bury your head and, and hope that you hit a, you hit a little bit of a stride. I will say um, when you go through a string of questions where you've gone, you've gotten a couple incorrect that's to me at least when it got hardest. Cause it was just, it was just like, Oh gosh, you just feel like how many, you know, you want to hit that where you're, you're starting to be second nature and just sort of be able to regurgitate things because they're in your wheelhouse. Oh, 100%. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so hit, hitting, hitting the, hitting those, those times when it's just not something, you know, it, that's where it's the hardest of the, the slog. But no, it was, it was, that was interesting. That was, that was, that was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was definitely, it was definitely a little bit of an endurance uh, thing. I will say, God bless anybody that does not consume alcohol while doing that though. Cause the beer helps. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll have some people on here if we continue with this format. We'll have some people that attempt to do that. Uh, right. Would not recommend personally, but I don't. But I also don't know because I don't have a different uh, frame of reference. Oh, they could be getting high while they do it. You don't know. Hey, I don't judge either. Exactly. Exactly. Handle yourself. As long as you can handle yourself responsibly, there's no judgment here. All right, Mike. Uh, I will say this. I was trying to keep score. I don't think at any point in the game you went more than three questions in a row with, without getting a correct answer, which is oh, that's very not too impressive. Bad. And multiple times you went on four or five question streaks where you did not get a wrong answer. I figured you said about 150 questions. Oh. I was probably around 80 to 90. That's not terrible. I, I mean, that's respectable. Probably venture to say closer to 100, but yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll I'll take it. I mean, I, two out of two out of three ain't bad, or so meatloaf tells me. Uh, that's true. That's true. And there's our one meatloaf reference per cast. As you know, we are contractually obligated to mention meatloaf once. <laughs> I don't know if we're contractually obligated to mention meatloaf, but uh, I, I I don't know. Stanley Cooper did direct Psycho. I don't have anything, but that's my one <laughs> per cast. <laughs> At some point, it's going to become forced. I, that would well, that might have been that point oh no that was you, i'm i'm hoping that was the jumping the shark moment well i i don't know i think we jumped the shark a while back on that one <laughs> just i like have in my head that i'll eventually just make an official last one per cast and say that i'm retiring but eh, i'm not gonna say that one on that one yet though i, I still have a few oh, more you gotta go on a high note say. yeah ex exactly that one was crap yeah yeah uh, mike what was that second beer that you popped Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna mention that this was. It's another one that I've had on the podcast. Before. I actually don't know if I've had it here over at Boozy Bracketology, but um, it's another one of the Duclaw Brewing Company Pastryarchy series. Oh. Uh, it's the Oatmeal Cream Pie Imperial Honey Wheat Ale, uh, which is exactly it's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's dessert in a can. That seems to be a lot of what I drink. Uh, it, it actually has a picture of an oatmeal cream pie on the on the label, but that it's yeah, delicious. it's a it's a it's a wheat ale actually though, and it's brewed with brown sugar, molasses, cinnamon, clove, ginger, and vanilla bean. That sounds uh, and it really does delicious. taste super sweet. It's good, but it's definitely very sweet. Oh, we'll see. Maybe I'll pop a beer for our next recording. Who knows? Hey, there you there you go. You know. But Mike, uh, that has been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Uh, thank you for for jumping on and playing with me tonight. Uh, I know it's been a little bit of time since we actually recorded uh, an episode of trivia with you, so it's uh, really, really good to have you back, my friend. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. So listen, if you're enjoying the Pub Trivia Experience, I'll throw a couple of things out there. Um, you'll probably have heard this before this recording goes out, but. A couple of things. If you enjoy the content that you get between the Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology and you want to know how you can support the show, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. One, uh, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review. That'd be awesome. Two, we actually just recently launched our first, our only Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B, that is, of course, Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology, you can find our tiers and how you can support the show financially there. Uh, it takes uh, kind of a lot to put this on. And uh, we while I, I we love, absolutely love doing this, and we're happy to still put out some free content, anything you can do to help us, you know, recoup some costs and things like that would be amazing of you. Um, either of those 
great, great options. And you know what? It's it's tough out there. Like COVID has not been easy on a lot of people. If you want to do something that that's going to help be helpful, if you're enjoying the show, honestly, tell a friend, tell some friends, have them listen. I guarantee between pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology and hearing our shitty opinions, I <laughs> guarantee there's something out there for everyone to like. Uh, pub Trivia Experience is on uh, Instagram at Pub Trivia Experience, on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod, but we actually have a brand new Facebook page. So instead of the old Facebook page where you just kind of come on, you see when, oh, a new episode's posted, we've actually created an all inclusive group for fans of the Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. It is called The Lounge. So you can come hang out in The Lounge with Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. We, uh, it, it really, it's, it's a place for us to come together. Complain about the shows that we've heard. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, what you love. Um, if you want to tease me about Stanley Kubrick, as long as you're not Mike, I'm okay with it. Like, I made a mistake <laughs> two years ago and apparently still paying for it. But you know what? Pete Rose is paying for a lot longer than I have, so I can't really complain too much. And let's not even talk about Shoeless Joe Jackson. Oh, Shoeless Joe. Throwing the <laughs> World Series and hitting like 380 in that World Series. He did a really good job of throwing it. Wow, neither here nor there. Uh, we can have these conversations and more right on the lounge on Facebook. So come on, join us there. We'd love to talk to you guys a little bit more, get to know you, allow you to get to know us. Um, but you'll find more information on the Patreon page and on the the lounge on Facebook. You can always follow us on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod, Instagram's Pub Trivia Experience. Uh, you've heard it I mentioned a couple times, but I'm boozy bracketology. If you don't know, 64 seed bracket taken each and every month for any topic you can think of, and we are going to whittle it down until we have a winner. We drink, we have a good time, we argue, we make, based on recent recordings, really bad decisions. Really, really <laughs> bad decisions that are guaranteed to piss you off. But you're going to love it. Okay, that's a lot of talking from me. Uh, we're going to see you all next week before the pub trivia experience. I have been Chris and I have been Mike. Everyone have a good one.